indications from Eric since his he says he's taken over as general manager is that he tries to get cornerstone pieces done early. Like in that kind of role where they, they really utilize him and his athleticism and kind of, you know, bring him on stunts and different things like that to get him kind of free, I think OA could be a guy who leads this team in sacks. This is a 4th of July cookout. There's nothing more American than the hot dog. A runaway Dude, victory. I, I clobbered you. Welcome into the lounge. It's vacation mode around one winning drive. This is the week that the whole company gets off, but the work never stops for us. Well, let's be honest. We recorded this a week ahead of time, so we could still take the week off. (laughs) (laughs) There's a little magic called scheduling, scheduling out and publishing. That's right. So uh, we're going to have a fun podcast. We asked for questions and we asked for a lot of questions and you all delivered at uh you email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net this is the biggest pile of questions we've ever had so we're going to spend this podcast mm-hmm. answering all those uh and then after that we're going to have a big time a big time fourth of july barbecue draft i'm really looking forward to this one for sure also you, you know what's funny about uh, we'll just preview this the idea for the 4th of July draft came from our friend Alex in Sweden, which is ironic because he's coming up with a barbecue <laughs> uh, cookout draft, which we're doing for the 4th of July. Now, he didn't necessarily say it was a 4th of July draft, but but we're, we're phrasing it as that. So, um, what's the what's the I wonder what the equivalent of 4th of July is. In I, I don't Sweden know. Independence Day. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if they also do a cookout. You know, that's like the thing there or not. Alex is going to have to send us another email and right. tell us like what the the Fourth of July equivalent celebration is there, and if a cookout's involved. Um, <laughs> so uh, we are going to get to that. We, that's going to be a lot of fun. And then, uh, do we just want to dive into the questions? I, I, let's, uh, before we jump into the yeah. questions, all right? Before we do that, just let's just kind of set the ta- the table here for what happens at this time. So, so mini camp ends two weeks ago. And then the rookies were still in the building last week. They spent a few extra days going through playbook, going through conditioning drills. They weren't doing any on-field work. But then everyone leaves. Like, the building is a ghost town at that point. Coaches go on vacation. uh, Scouts go on vacation. Players go. This is, like, the only time of the year where it is eerily quiet in that facility. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a weird one. This is when everybody cashes in, like we said last week, cashes in on the vacay time. So, um, you know, and and it's just it's honestly around the NFL. This is just the the NFL has done such a good job of making it a year round sport, right? I mean, from scheduling the draft and camps and free agency and the combine, and I mean, it it really never ends. I mean, you have coaching changes as soon as the season ends. So there's the NFL is always in the news. This is like the three-week period where the NFL goes on break. But just watch. Here, here comes here comes the Lamar Jackson contract <laughs> extension when I'm on a beach. Well, that's good. I guarantee that's going to happen. That's going to be when you're three beers deep at your barbecue, your Fourth of July cookout. Yes, and you're going to have to turn around and write that just, story. Oh, write this story. Oh. Water, 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 water. Right, right, right. All right, so uh, let me get my instant analysis. Yeah, yeah. Keep that in mind for the next podcast, the instant analysis podcast uh, that gets brought. <laughs> you know, comes out of nowhere for the, for the next week. All right. So we do want to get to these questions. We're reading as many as we can. Also, you guys can always email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. This question comes from Jesse Niederberger. 
Jesse heard a rumor that the league is likely to bring back the three-week return from injured reserve. I just wanted to say that, that if they do, I predict that because of the Ravens' depth at wide receiver, tight end, and defensive back, they will have two to three injured players make the day one roster and then get moved to IR. This is the this is in the weeds roster stuff right here. Jesse's paying attention to I like it. in the weeds, I like which it. I like. Um, and then a veteran will be brought back this to person replace related them. To Matt, Pat Moriarty over yeah. here. <laughs> Uh, a vet will be back to replace them, maybe Anthony Levine, or they'll cut several depth guys uh, that they will likely bring back uh, if they don't get claimed off of waivers um, to get someone who they really like on injured reserve. This way they may be able to keep seven receivers, an extra secondary, a secondary guy, extra tight end or fullback, and have them available by week three if someone else gets injured. Well, all right, so there's a lot to unpack there. First of all, um, you know, we haven't heard definitive what the exact – I think that we're still kind of waiting on last year. There were all sorts of COVID related roster changes. You could bring guys up on Saturday. Their practice squad was expanded. Mm-hmm. It just was like, I don't know how many transactions made transactions. The Ravens made over the course of the year oh, hundreds. Gosh. It felt like every Saturday there was eight different guys that were coming up, going down, going on IR. It was, it was <laughs> wild. So we don't know exactly what that is, what that's going to look like. But certainly, I do think that there will be an element as we get down to like when we're doing our 53-man roster prediction time, that if that is an option to put a guy on a short-term IR for a few weeks, that they may try to do that. And I think what he's – I agree with the premise of what he is laying out that, that could play out that way. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's part of the game every around the NFL for every team when they have these guys that are on the bubble and they really want to keep them, uh, you know, yeah, that's part of the game. You kind of try to stash some guys and you cross your fingers. You, when you make those cuts as a general manager and a head coach around the NFL, there is a lot of finger crossing. And uh, and and you just kind of hope they get through waivers. And that's why, to be totally transparent, like sometimes we get a lot of questions about who's right, who's on the bubble, you know, who should make it but probably won't. And sometimes we're a little hesitant to answer those questions uh, because other teams want to know that, right? That's like, that's good information. Like who are, who are those players on some other roster that they really, really like who are really good players, but they're just in a crunch at that spot. Other teams want to pick those guys off. So um, the Ravens are going to have some players in that position. I think particularly at cornerback this year where it's a deep, they have a, a lot of depth at corner and wide receiver. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. And honestly, like I'm always hesitant to do too much of the full, 53-man prediction this early because you don't know what happens with injuries. There's guys that get hurt in the preseason and training yeah. camp. Oh, it's totally. like it's just so early to be playing out, like, are there seven receivers? Is there an extra tight end? All that. Like, it's fun to discuss, but we got plenty of time to dive into that. All right, here's another question. This one comes to us from Bryce Harrison. Bryce says, I'm a big fan of the lounge. I've been listening for the past few years. Nice. It's hands down my favorite podcast ever to exist. So that's wow. one guaranteed way to get your question read is to impress <laughs> us with flattery at the start of your email. So keep that in mind, <laughs> anyone who sends future emails. Uh, we're getting ready to move to Canada later this year, uh, and I'm excited to soon join the community of international lounge listeners. So Bryce is, Are I guess, they going to Banff? Are they going to Banff? I might just take hop, skip, and a jump away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the entire <laughs> country is just a hop, skip, and a jump away. <laughs> um, obviously, a lot has been made about the possibility of signing a veteran pass rusher. But if the Ravens were to add a veteran free agent at any other position, where and who do you think that might be? 
Bryce is keeping his fingers crossed for Todd Gurley to come back or to come in and mentor J.K. and Gus the Bus. I I, I don't get that one. I, this maybe this will be end up being a Sammy Watkins moment for me right now. Yeah. But I just don't get the Todd Gurley. Like I mean, you already have two studs. I want to see more of J.K. Gus is an absolute stud. You know he's going to continue to do what he does. The bus will keep rolling. To me, and then and then you have uh, Justice, Justice Hill. Justice Hill. Right. Right, who, you know, I, when he's got the ball in his hands, I've I've liked what I've seen from Justice Hill. Now, is Todd Gurley an improvement as a third, you know, third down back receiver over Justice Hill? If healthy and in, in good shape, sure, sure. He probably is, right? He's probably better than Justice if he's healthy and, and all things considered, right? That's a big if, you know, the, mm-hmm. he's had injury concerns. Um, but if he is healthy... Sure, but how much of an upgrade and how much does it cost to make that upgrade are my questions. And I just, without knowing the financials behind it, I just feel like it's probably not worth it. Yeah, and the big unknown there, you hit on it, like, is his health. He's had major knee issues, and he's he was great for a few years, but those knee issues really slowed him down. And right. if you get him, what percentage are you getting him? So... Yeah. I mean, that, now could he, you know, could he be like a, uh, who was it? Not Willis and Gahey, but Ricky Williams. Right. You know, they signed Ricky Williams and he came in and he wasn't like, obviously the Ricky Williams of old, but he played a role and, and he, he did pretty well with it. I'm trying to remember what, what, <laughs> what he did. Like, you know, could it be that kind of signing? Sure. Yeah. You know, I think, I think a lot of it depends on what's the cost here. So Ricky Williams came in, ran for 444 yards, two touchdowns. Caught 13 passes for 83 yards. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. You know, could, yeah. It's, yeah, it's fine. Like, if, if if you feel like there's a need as, at the third running back, I guess I'm just intrigued. I'd be interested, like, why can't, uh, what's his Justice. name? Fill, like, gosh, Justice Hill fill that role. You know, yeah. I feel like, yeah, I'd like to see more Justice. I think it just, uh, it's an insurance policy. I, I think probably what's going on there, Ravens reportedly had him in for a visit. They get a look at him, see where he is health-wise, and then they can decide, okay, if someone were to get hurt, training camp preseason, sure. do you, do you, is this, is, is Gurley an option at that point? Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah. No harm done bringing him in and taking a look. I sure. mean, I'm intrigued. Yep. He's Ty Gurley. Yeah, right, right. All right, another question. This comes to us from Chuck Regal. Chuck kept it short and sweet. No pleasantries. At the beginning of this email, Chuck just says, Hi, I'm Chuck from Pasadena. Right down to business here. Uh, who do you think is going to lead the team in sacks this year? Okay. Uh, interesting question. Yeah, I know. But like the last few years, when we've done our prediction podcast, we've often like glossed over who leads the team in sacks and spent more time discussing who's second on the team in sacks because it's just been, you've just been like, All right, Judon's right. going to lead the team in sacks for the past few years. Uh, now. Right. Do you go Calais? Do you go... Right. To me, it's between Calais, probably Bowser, and I would say Odafe Owe. Mm-hmm. Those would be the three guys that I would point to. Uh, you know, I, I, I just... Jalen Ferguson, like, does he kind of rediscover that college, you know, record-setting college sack form? I don't know. Maybe. I, I, I don't see it necessarily. Can Pernell McPhee, you know, he had three sacks last year. If he stays healthy, you know, has a, a fairly big role. I don't know. I don't see him jumping into the six, seven category. Uh, you know, I kind of feel like Odafe Owe 
could be the guy. Interesting. I, I mean, the Ravens I, I drafted think, him to ultimately hope that he is that guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the leader, the Ravens sack leader, is probably going to end up with like seven sacks, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't know that anybody's going to get double digits this year. I don't think Calais Campbell is going to probably be a double digit guy. It's going to be there's going to be ten guys, you know, with two or more sacks, or you know, so uh, it's going to be just spread among the whole defense, and then somebody's just going to edge out. I, I mean, I feel like Owe. He, if he, they, I've made this comparison before. If they say he's kind of like Terrell Suggs in his rookie year, you know, Terrell Suggs had like a smaller role his rookie year and ended up putting up some pretty big stats. I mean, he put up, oh gosh, this would be amazing. <laughs> Terrell Suggs had 12 sacks. Yeah. 12 sacks is his rookie year. Yeah. I don't know that, you know, always going to get there. Um, but hey, like in that kind of role where they, they really utilize him and his athleticism and kind of, you know, bring him on stunts and different things like that to get him kind of free. I think OA could be a guy who leads this team in sex. Yeah. So I'll make that prediction. That's I'm sticking my wow, flag right. in right now. That's I'm going to go Calais. Okay. You, you know, last year Calais, like I, I, I don't think it was a disappointing season, but it wasn't the Calais Campbell. It wasn't him at his peak form. And he dealt with a calf injury that slowed him down for a good portion of the season. He dealt with COVID that slowed him down later in the year. And so I think it was a bit of a challenging year for him. I think that he gets a little closer to what he did back when he was in Jacksonville. I don't know that you're going to see 12. I agree with you. I think the leader could be, you know, I think if you get to eight, it might be a race to eight sacks to lead the team this year. Like that would not surprise me. So I think it's Calais. I think he gets back to what he did in Jacksonville. He's healthy this year. Who knows? Maybe it's his last year. It possibly could be. Mm -hmm. And he kind of puts it all out there. And I think I'm going to go with him. And if the Ravens get that from him, that'll be really big for this defense. Really big for this defense. Well, last year, weren't you predicting? Weren't you predicting the Tyus Bowser like seven sack season last year? Why are you no, backing no, 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 off no. Now? What I predicted, pred- I, I, what I predicted last year, which I may have said seven sacks. I, I think that that I was probably in that six to eight range. What I said on Bowser is that I thought he would ultimately get a nice contract. That he was somebody that would play his way into a nice contract, and it could. And instead of the sacks, it was basically his pick six or pick ability, his hands. What under that contract? The versatility. Well, and you said you said play into a nice contract elsewhere. Well, that was I thought he was going to get a nice contract elsewhere, but he <laughs> ends up getting the nice contract yeah. at home because the other guys got the nice contract Ultimate. elsewhere. Yeah, um, that's true. All right, so uh, another question here. Thanks for the question, Chuck. Uh, this one is from Paul Saccone. My name's Paul, big fan of the podcast, even bigger fan of Mink's Killer Jokes. So uh, we'll let that one pass. Ooh. We'll let that one pass. I was waiting. I was waiting for that email to come up. <laughs> uh, over the past few weeks, I've seen a bunch of Raven signings like Jawan James, Michael Schofield. Uh, while these guys have promising factors among them, such as their size, athleticism, I was wondering if you think. Uh, some of the cheap, low-floor, high-ceiling type signings should be directed towards pass rushers. So he mentions uh, Ezekiel Ansa as a guy who has recorded double-digit sacks. Could he be signed uh, for great value as we're talking about pass rushers? Also, he says, make keep up the good work, good, good work, treat yourself to a root beer float. Why don't you? Did you mention root beer floats? Is that nice? Ooh. Did I? When did you talk about root beer floats? Should we put root beer floats on the barbecue list? <laughs> no, we we haven't. But I mean, 
but I'm a I'm down with a root beer float. We probably should add it to the barbecue. When have you ever been here. at a barbecue where root right? beer floats are flying around? Only the classiest. <laughs> at the end, you you bring them you bring them around on a little silver tray. Who would like a root beer float? If you're gonna have like I a would. a sweet like a like a frozen treat at a, a uh, barbecue, it's a popsicle. Like, don't get me wrong, root beer floats are better than a popsicle, but. Again, when are you ever gonna have a root beer float at a barbecue? It's a popsicle <laughs> if you're gonna have anything like that. Anyway, the, what do you think? You, the Ravens gonna sign the Zeke Lanza? Wait, have you ever had a beer float? Let's just drop the root. <laughs> just go straight to the beer float. Uh, just go to a beer I float. I have not had a beer float. I think probably the closest would be like if you're at like a. No, I haven't. I mean, the closest would be like <laughs> if you're at like a fancy restaurant and it's like a dessert that has some sort of like the affogato. Right, that's coffee though. That's coffee. Yeah, yeah. coffee beer. <laughs> I'm down with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, all right. Ezekiel Ansa. Uh is he a free agent? I guess he is, right? <laughs> well, last, so last year played in San Francisco. Uh, didn't have any sacks, only played in two games. Um, you know, I, honestly, I, I don't know what happened to him last year. Didn't the Ravens bring him in reportedly for a workout yeah. though? Yeah. I can't remember if that was last year or the, or the year before, but I mean, he's kind of been bouncing around for a few years now, you know? Um, mm-hmm. he suffered a torn biceps last year. Yeah. He's been, he's been bouncing around. I, mean, in October. I, I understand, you know, basically the point here is, uh, from from Paul is like he said, high potential high ceiling guy, you know, low floor, high ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you know, you're going right. back a ways when he's had yeah, a productive he's a guy, season. He had Twelve sacks in 2017. Yeah, it's been three. It's yeah, twelve sacks in 2017, fourteen and a half in 2015. So, uh, you know, I, I think that sure he when you have that kind of short list of guys, uh. You know, right now there's the Justin Houston's of the world, the Melvin Ingrams. Could Ezekiel Ansah be on that list? Sure. You know, like like I've said, I feel like uh, I feel like I expect the Ravens to sign some kind of veteran outside linebacker before the season starts. Um, and if the price really never comes down on Justin Houston to a position where the Ravens feel comfortable making that move, then yeah, taking a flyer on somebody like Ezekiel Ansah might be worthwhile mm-hmm. um you know i think i think what i'm curious about is 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 lamar's contract also kind of delaying the addition of another free agent you know i was thinking about this actually last night it, are the are the ravens kind of waiting to see if that domino falls because obviously that's going to impact a lot of things right and if and if it turns out they're just not going to come to an agreement with lamar before the season starts then maybe they say all right you know, we have this money, let's go get an outside linebacker, right? And, but if it does get done, then maybe you don't, you can't afford that right now, you know? So, um, I think, I just wonder if that's one of the dominoes there. We're going to get back to questions in a second, but while we're talking about Lamar's contract, I think it's a worthwhile to stop here for a second. There seems to be, we've both said that it feels like maybe it doesn't happen this year. Maybe it's a wait until after the season and, you know, the Ravens get it done before he plays out on the fifth-year option. But there seems to be a lot of smoke that it's going to get done 
before this season. I mean, there's talk about it getting done before training camp. So, you know, that goes back to you sitting there having your, your root beer float on the 4th of July and <laughs> the deal gets done. Like, is your feeling, wh- which way are you leaning right now? Uh, usually where there's smoke, there's fire. I gotta say. Um, so I, I am thinking there's a, there's more likelihood that it could get done. You know, this could be one of those things where Eric and, and company just make it seem like, ah, you know, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And boom, one day it's done, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, it's just hard for me to say because I just don't know all the cap ramifications. Here's, here's my thinking as a guy who really has not studied the salary cap much, we should have Brian McFarlane back on. We should have the salary cap guru back on after we come back from break. Let's ask him to come on. That's a put, put, put a pin in that, put a pin on that. Um, so, so anyway, um, my thinking was that I really wonder, like you kind you have Mark Andrews here. You want to sign to a big deal as well is, can you stagger it? Right. So you're not paying both those guys big money at the same time. Right. Like, like, what if the Ravens were to pay Mark Andrews bigger money up front when Lamar's contract, you know, the early years are low, and then you flip-flop. Mark, you know, Mark's contract grows in value and Lamar's, you know, decreases in value. Or, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and so, like, that's, I just wonder if you can structure it that way so you can kind of keep everybody, you know? Yeah. I, I tend to agree when there's smoke, there's fire. And uh, it just seems like there's a lot of talk about it getting done. You know, John Harbaugh said during, I think it was minicamp, look, it's going to get done. It's just a matter of, like, everyone has said that. It's a matter of if. It's not. It's a matter of when, not if. And it just seems like there's real urgency. It just seems like there's urgency. That's, like, the feeling that I get, at, you know, and here, listening to Harbaugh, like, Lamar's not worried about it. He knows it's going to get done. He's going to get paid. It's going to happen. And so, like... <sighs> It just, and then you hear all these reports, and it seems like the the move is in that direction. So I don't, I'm not as convinced that it happens before training camp, but before the season, I would mm-hmm. probably put my flag in that camp as of okay. now. Yeah, um, I think Mark right. Andrews gets done before his contract is up for sure. Mm, okay, well if they can block up both those guys, that'd be a pretty big uh, next few months ahead of us. All right, this question. I from really Riley. think like. Hold on, hold on. I I really think they have to re-sign Mark Andrews. I really do. Sure. I mean, uh, you know, as much as I said that about Orlando, and I loved Orlando, and he just felt like a raven for life, and, you know, that that really, you know, he caused that to happen. Well, not really. Ronnie Stanley's re-signing caused that to happen. Um, And then Orlando kind of forced the issue. But Mark Andrews, like, if the Ravens were to lose him, that would be a massive loss. Yeah. Just watching it during minicamp and OTAs. I mean, of course we all know that their connection, we've been writing about the backyard connection for years, but goodness gracious. I mean, it's just like automatic in minicamp and to take that away when you're sitting here, you know, spending a first round pick on Rashad Bateman and signing Sammy Watkins to upgrade the weapons around Lamar Jackson to take away probably his most reliable guy as a safety blanket without really an answer. This isn't like an Ed Dixon, Dennis Pitta situation where it's like, you had two guys and, you know, Pitta was emerging and, okay, we'll go with Pitta. There isn't another guy, you know, yeah, they already the traded away the other guy. The other guy was Hayden, you know, they took exactly. him the same draft. Exactly. They traded him. So, <laughs> He's gone. so exactly. So yeah, I think they have to. Get yeah. A deal I think, I, yeah, just to be clear. I think, I think 
that Andrews is also going to get signed. I think that and I think that he'll get signed before the season's over. Now the question, the only question with Mark is, could they franchise him? Right, sure. because because Mark in the end is going to get paid whatever the franchise tag is the average of the top five salaries or whatnot. I mean, Mark Andrews is going to be right in the, at that number anyway on a yeah. on a per year average per year basis. Now, how it's structured, obviously, but I wonder, like, kind of what I was saying before, if Lamar is making has a lower number in the earlier years of his contract in the first one or two, then you can tag Mark, right? Because so Mark will eat up a bigger number on that one year tag, but you can do that because Lamar's not making so much. And then you reach that contract extension, that long-term extension with Mark that lowers his number immediately. Once Lamar's contract starts climbing. Right. And that makes sense. I just, the, the indications from Eric, since his, he says he's taken over as general manager is that he tries to get cornerstone pieces done early before they're even, before they even hit the market. Did that with Marlon Humphrey, did that with Ronnie Stanley, did that with Marcus Peters, just get it done. You know, he's going to be here. And I feel like with Mark Andrews, he would fall into that category rather than make him play it out. Chance losing him, maybe end up paying him more money at the end of the day because you wait another year and the cap goes up and another guy gets paid and all that. So now instead of paying him, I don't know, 16 million a year you're paying him 18 so but you do delay it you do delay it i just think that they're the the i just think they're going to try to get that done before it ever reaches that point yeah i think it will get done i would be happy to point. see that i think they yeah. need to get a, a long-term deal done with him at some point all right question here from riley runberg we actually answered a few of riley's already because uh, we talked about a little more contract um first of all he says what's going on i got a few questions for you that i need answering garrett only not Mink. If Harbaugh doesn't trust him, I can't trust him either. Love it. Thank you, Riley. Totally agree. <laughs> he says Ben Cleveland's got to be the left guard, wow. right? <laughs> he says uh, Ben Cleveland's got to be the left guard. I think that Ben Cleveland will be the left guard at some point. I'm not convinced necessarily that it's going to be week one. I think it could be an Orlando Brown Jr. situation from a few years ago where uh, they had James Hurst there to start the season. Orlando took over, never lost a job. That may be the case with Ben. Uh, where it's somebody else there, Ben Powers, maybe, to start the season. Um, But I think that at some point, Ben Cleveland will be the left guard. And then he also asked about Jawan James. What do you think comes from him next year? Can the guy get healthy from a torn Achilles before we start making predictions on on what he's going to be? Like, I have no (laughs) clue. Like, I I can't even – I like the signing. Low risk, high reward, but like – to say that he's going to be a starting right tackle or anything like, I have no idea. I mean, you gotta, I gotta see the guy get on mm-hmm. the practice field one day before making any kind of predictions. Uh, yeah. I, I like the potential. I mean, I, I think that if he does make a return health wise, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the Ravens end up, you know, playing it out a one year deal with Villanueva and then Joan James takes over as a starting right tackle next year. Wouldn't surprise yep. me. Um, all right, so let's get into one more um, before we get into our draft. Uh, this one comes from Todd Wasterman. Can you guys talk about what players do throughout their day during training camp? Uh, also, what really goes on in those long meetings with their coaches? I mean, yeah, so in training camp, they're basically in the building, I don't know, 7, 7 a.m. until 
about 7 p.m., about 5, 7 p.m. Basically, they go through what's going on in the meetings is they're literally watching practice tape and they're critiquing highs, lows, what they did. And then they're also going through the installation of the offense and the defense and talking about like the schematic piece of it. Usually when they're in those meetings, they're in position groups. Like they're not just meeting as a team. They don't meet as a team all that often. They have a one, you know, one day or once a day, probably 15 minute team meeting. But most of the time is spent in position rooms uh, when they're going through it. And then the other thing they have in, in uh, training camp, they got to practice for two or three hours. Then they got to walk through for another hour. Then they have lifting and conditioning. Then they have also recovery. So if you're in the hot tub, sauna, the cryo chambers, or anything like that. So like you add all those things up, that's that's a long day. That's a long day. Um, so I'm usually in the and then cryo also, chamber after I do a workout. After my muscles are so sore and I pull a hammy, I'm in the <laughs> cryo chamber. <laughs> I don't even know if they have cryo chambers. I just said that because it sounds cool. Mine's just how mine's just me crying in the corner. That's my. No, oh, I got chamber. it. I, I I understood the pun. I understood the pun. <laughs> uh, let me. Let, I'll just toss this out there. If you want to see like behind the scenes of what hap- what training camp looks like, just Google uh, "Day in the Life Tony Jefferson." We did a photo series uh, back in 2019 in which we followed around. We had Sean Hubbard, our excellent photographer, followed around Tony Jefferson for a full day. Uh, of what training camp looks like from, you know, at his place and, and then going into work. So um, that really gives you a good kind of, uh, you know, pulls the curtains back to give you a good look at what training camp looks like. Yeah, for sure. All right. So now let's get to the highly anticipated, the best part of this podcast. This suggestion again came from Alex Antwinson, yep. um, who suggested a barbecue draft. So what we've done, we know everyone's going to be getting ready for the 4th of July cookouts. So we've pulled together 12 items that are staples for the most part at cookouts and we're going to draft them. You want to run we through didn't the list? Put, we didn't put beer on here. Yeah, exactly. We always do. It's always a debate. You put that, do you not? You put it, then right. someone takes it first and then it's the same dumb joke every single time. So we didn't put, <laughs> we didn't put beer on here. <laughs> All right. So yo, I'll run down the list. I'll run down the list. Yep. Okay. All right. In no particular order here. We have, no, here's your list. Uh, here's your rankings. Salad, Go ahead. Potato salad, baked beans, mac and cheese, Grilled veggie kebab, fruit salad, hot dogs, corn on the cob, sausage, brats, burgers, watermelon, coleslaw, collard greens. And sausage, it's sausage, sausage slash brats. That's the same yes. item. Same item yes, there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Rock, paper, scissors? All right. <laughs> sure. The old Zoom rock, paper, scissors. All right. All right. Rock. Rock. Paper. Paper. Scissors. scissors. Shoot, shoot. Paper. Oh, both paper, paper, paper. Both paper. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Rock. Rock. Paper. Scissors. Shoot. Shoot. Oh, yeah. I did rock. You win. Yeah. That that's that was the most zoom rock, paper, scissors ever. It's like on delay. Like we have to go super slow. For the listeners out there, we know how this works. We don't we wouldn't typically do it that slow. <laughs> the zoom delay all right i'll give you credit i'll give you credit for being honest because i definitely shot that paper before you put your rock out <laughs> yeah well honesty is is uh not something you know, I usually think i'm gonna at, win this but... i'm gonna win this draft based on that integrity based on the integrity <laughs> all right here we Ball go no, number one pick the obvious choice the burger you gotta go burger for it's a top pick. It's a it's a barbecue I knew that was staple. 
I knew you were going to take that, and I'm so glad. It's the 4th of July. This is a 4th of July cookout. This is a 4th of July cookout. There's nothing more American than the hot dog. Nothing more American than the hot dog on the 4th of July. What are you talking about? You have the hot dog on 4th of July. Dude, what other country tops America in burgers? None. There's nothing more American than a burger. Well, what other country tops an American than a hot dog? Oh, I'll tell you. Iceland? Iceland loves hot dogs. Loves them. Hot dog is as American as it gets, and this is a 4th of July cookout. <laughs> you eat it on your little plate with no. the stars and stripes. Yeah, wow. that's a gross. I'm dominating <laughs> you. I'm dominating you because I got burger and now sausage slash brat. The pork product. I didn't think I had a shot in hell when I got the first pick, but I get my, <laughs> my pork product with the burger. I'm dominating you. Oh my god! Well, I, I got you All know right, I, go I got a pork product too. You know, in the burger, there's a little bit of everything. So I got pork, I got beef, I got everything else in the, in the hot dog. In the hot so dog, just a mean? combination. Yeah, you got yeah, everything. Yeah, in the, in the hot yeah, dog, you got the, it's a combination you got a of it all. Pig's tail. You got the pig's <laughs> tail, the snout, the hoof. I got it all. I got it all. All right, here we go. This is great. I feel great about this draft already. Now's the mac and cheese. Now is the mac and cheese. Terrible well, pick. There's, there is Terrible a few pick. things better. That's always like they have it out, and it's one of the first things gone. You go through the line, and it's gone <laughs> quicker than anything. Mac and cheese, dog look, and cheese, mac look, and cheese. I oh god, you can have you can have mac and cheese any time. Mac and cheese is great in the winter. It's not a Fourth of July exclusive thing. You can have mac and cheese all the time, and you do yeah. right at a Fourth of July picnic. It gets cold crusty the cheese no. isn't gooey anymore it's just not it's just not that great so that's why i'm going potato salad that is a oh my god that's the that worst that was classic. that was that was that was one of my lowest picks i knew you were gonna no. put that high i knew you were gonna the put potato that high. salad it's is just so good it's creamy with the, it's delicious it's it's it is a potato salad pit. potato salad is good in the first three minutes that it's brought out. Then it sits in the sun, and you basically <laughs> just have you have soggy potatoes floating in warm mayonnaise. And that's all that it is. That is that's disgusting. Not, that was one that, of my lowest items. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's, he's back in the game with an incredible turn of events. <laughs> and now I get another fantastic side. This is just a great one. Corn on the cob. Oh, corn I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were going to do it. Corn that on is the such cob. a See that that is the equivalent. I had corn on the cob ninth. And another reason for that is cold corn on the cob sucks. It's well, terrible. You don't get it cold. You Why got are you, you trying to cold. Because when it comes out you you can't always get it all hot. You put it on your You get it right off the grill. You get it right off the grill. Then then you try to put the butter on it. The butter won't even melt. It's clumpy. Can't even get it on there. Plus, then you got the stuff from your teeth. The rest of the barbecue, you got the stuff <laughs> in your teeth, and it's just bothering you. The rest of the time, you're going for a swim. You're like, ah, that dang corn on the cob is stuck in my teeth again. Yep, bad no, pick. That's a good, first of all, you just you take the corn on the cob when it comes off the grill. You don't just let it sit out all day. Now, that, that, I no, feel so great about corn out. on the cob. Dude, oh, you have the, the best that. way that you you have to have floss nearby when you eat corn on the cob. And who brings <laughs> floss to a, a Fourth of July barbecue? Okay, next pick clutch move by me baked beans right the more oh my god it's the dude it's the musical fruit (laughs) it is that it is that so no one's going to want to sit next to now now i got the the entertainment covered 
I've got the entertainment <laughs> portion of the barbecue covered with the baked beans. I've got the You've got the two track worst going. sides. You've got the two <laughs> worst sides. Baked beans are amazing. List. No, baked beans are potato, great. Potato salad and baked beans. They just oh, that's a they that's drip a good into all the other. Oh, it's disgusting. All right, now I that's go well combo. balanced here. Well balanced, and this is a incredible. I'm just shocked. I'm just hitting double after double. Watermelon, watermelon. It's no, just a fantastic, another bad one. Fa- another bad fantastic. One. Another bad oh one. God. Man, you no, stink at this. Th- you stink at this. This is watermelon. You need watermelon's to have a nice. Watermelon's really not that good. It's oh, really not that good. Fresh watermelon on the Fourth of July is a perfect, perfect treat. No, no, no. I'm going. I'm going. Now I'm balancing it out. Getting some healthy stuff. The grilled veggie kebab. That's a good <laughs> of one. Of course you are. Of That's you are. good stuff right there. Get some of the like. What's the what's the stuff? Squash. Get some squash, some peppers. Yeah, you don't even know what's on it. You, you don't even know what's on peppers, it. What, what, mushrooms. That is good stuff. Good stuff. If you're gonna take a vegetable, seven. if you're taking a vegetable, then this is the one that you want. You want to go collard greens. Collard greens on the cookout. Ew. Is this? I'm not put a, a collard you get greens them in a fan. nice like vinegar. Collard greens for barbecue are the perfect compliment. Perfect compliment i'm not a collard greens i have guy. a perfect balanced meal i got fruits i got veggies guy. i got corn on the cob i'm like, I'm like this is an incredible incredible coup Wait, so what's, all right go what's ahead left go here? ahead what's left here fruit salad and coleslaw all right i'm taking the fruit salad that's an obvious choice of my last one now see here's the great part about it i do- oh my gosh i dominated you right you got you're you're just boxed yourself in you only have collard greens and then you separately got watermelon. That's one vegetable, one fruit, right? Maybe corn on the cob you can count. I have grilled veggie kebab with an assortment of veggies, and I have fruit salad with an assortment of fruit. I'm dominating yeah, fruit, you. Fruit salad. Fruit, fruit salad, salad is great. More is not necessarily better. You don't just want yes, more it is. because fr- fruit salad. Dude, you have a bunch of nah. I have that's, water. That's I have watermelon in my fruit salad. Plus I have grapes. Yeah, what? Plus I have no. some melon in there. I have, melon I have ruins the whole pineapple. thing. Melon sucks. <laughs> Watermelon <laughs> Melons. is great. And I get coleslaw at the, as my last pick. It's a throw-in. You know, I'm not taking coleslaw first, but coleslaw just rounds out the plate. Rounds coleslaw out the plate sucks. in a nice... Coleslaw. It rounds it out in a nice fashion. Coleslaw you just don't know good food. Choice. That's the thing. That's a bad one. You don't, you, <laughs> first of all, I didn't have a choice. Second of all, you don't know good food. Collard greens and coleslaw, that's a great combo there. Wow. The American hot dog, mac and cheese. This is a this is a perfect assortment here. Dude, a runaway dude, victory. I, so, all right, to, I to recap here, you. I have hot dog, mac and cheese, corn on the cob, watermelon, collard greens, and coleslaw for a clear victory. <laughs> oh, mink, okay. mink goes burger, brat, grilled veggie kebab. No, no, no. Baked oh, beans, that, same in order. Same in order. Burger, <laughs> burger brat, potato burger, salad, brat, potato salad. Just as bad. Veggie kebab or baked beans, veggie kebab, fruit salad. Oh my god, what a bad, Dude, bad I had, draft. Let First me just show you my rankings. You let me show it. you my board. Wait, let me show you my board. Burger and sausage brat were one and two. Potato salad through fruit salad were five through eight. Dude, I, I, I clobbered you. I, I totally get that you are that you drafted to your board. The problem is your board. Your board sucks. You may have drafted to it, <laughs> but it sucks. 
<laughs> All right. So, listeners, right. email us email at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Let us know if I've kept my undefeated streak alive with another victory over Mink or if he's going to finally get a victory with this barbecue cookout draft. And when you're having, when you're sitting around the grill, hanging out with friends and family for this 4th of July, uh, I hope that you think about this draft and it brings you a little entertainment as you're filling up your plate. I, and I hope you top it off with a root beer float. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we will be back with you next week.